pray for those that are listening that attend this church from afar. Um, Julie, dear friends, Julie and I are so thankful, the partners of this ministry, many of you have given for more than 20 years faithfully. That's us. Amen. Without you, we are not effective. There are literally millions of kids who go to bed starving and in need every night. The poor we will always have with us. All God asks us to do is to love our neighbor. Each one is to do according as God has put on their hearts. We are not asking that you give more. We are just asking, we're just thanking you for what you have given. As God is our witness, we are looking to him and not to you for our supply. Transformation of the kids in the orphanage is like night and day. When new kids come in and come to the home, they are underfed and many of them in need of medical care. Most have never really heard of God who dearly loves them. What New Life Children's Home provides is much more than food and all the necessities of life. But they have the gospel preached to them and they hear about a God who is not angry with them but is madly in love with them. They are truly born again, spirit, soul, and body. I so love Matthew 25, 40, and the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of these, one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Thank you so very much for the support of these kids in the orphanage and so many more that we reach through our monthly children's crusade in the Philippines. May you receive abundance of grace this month. Nola and Julia Vockrort, New Life Children's Home. Hallelujah. I love this ministry because every month you get a picture and a letter. There's a lot of ministries that don't do that, and un unfortunately, but this one does. Praise God. So if you ever go on the mission field, be sure you send pictures and letters of what you're doing. Okay. Let's go ahead and receive our tithes and offerings. I think that Arlene, she's not here today, but she did a great job on the calendar. Great job. How was soul winning yesterday, Miss? The two of you, who went? The three of you. Okay, I'll ask John. I'll ask all of you. you and glorify your holy name for these that were shared the gospel with yesterday I thank you Father God that the follow-up will be done and that there will be signs and wonders in these people's lives Father I also pray for the tithes and offerings that we're giving this morning that these are brought to you in worship we actually are worshiping you, God, with our tithes and our offerings this morning. And we thank you for the privilege that we have to give back to you what you have given to us. And you promise that you personally rebuke Satan, the devourer for our sake, and pour out that blessing where there's not enough room to contain it. Father, I pray for those in our nation 
that are going through horrific times in this time and this hour, especially in Florida right now, also those in Texas. God, I just pray, Father, that you stay this hurricane. You can stop it. We were, we were supposed to be in one one time where they couldn't understand. They said it was like two hands were holding it out out there and it couldn't come in and so God I thank you and I praise you Father you are the healer you are the deliverer and we praise you and we give you the glory this morning I yield myself to you spirit soul and body this morning as I teach this word this seed will fall on good ground good soil and everyone said amen hallelujah okay you all have your calendar, so I'll let you read it. I don't need to read the calendar to you. If someone could uh, shut this thing down, it would help. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> okay, are you all ready? My notes and everything here. Get my act together. I heard that Wednesday night was absolutely fantastic. Are you guys getting a lot out of it? Pastor said he's not doing much, just kind of sharing when it's needed. Are you all enjoying this? Praise God. Whitney had Whitney asked and she shared when we had anybody when we had that box back there for any comments or anything that people would like to see done and it's going great so I'd like a couple people to share with me what they've learned in your authority Whitney You've learned as much from the other people as you have from the book. Praise God. Practical things that are happening at work and every day. Praise God. What Pastor has told me that he's felt, can I share or would you like to share? He said he has felt that you're all coming together and becoming closer as you learn of each other and you understand each other and you're growing together, which is exciting. And um, I've been home doing a lot of counseling on Wednesday nights, a lot. So... I'm not just sitting there doing nothing. I want you all to know that, okay? All right, we, we are going through 10 reasons why the believers should speak in tongues, and we're going to just go straight to reason six this morning, and we've already gone through 
Five of them. How many remember what they are? Laurel, do you have it? Okay, read it. Say it real loud. Tongues is the initial sign. Uh, tongues remind us of the indwelling presence. Wait, I, don't, <laughs> I can't find two. I don't know Anybody have two? For instruction. Pardon? Inspiration. For, tongues is for inspiration. And then tongues remind us of the indwelling presence. Tongues remind us of the indwelling presence. Three. Four, praying in tongues keeps us in line with prayer. And tongues remind the Holy Spirit's presence of the Holy Spirit's presence. Pardon? Tongues remind us of the Holy Spirit's, Holy Spirit's presence. Tongues remind us of the Holy Spirit's presence, number five. Those that are, are having church elsewhere and listening uh, can't have, have asked me to please. Repeat what you say. So that's what I'm doing right now. Okay. Praise the Lord. Yielding the tongue to the Holy Spirit to speak with other tongues is a, a giant step towards fully yielding all of our members to God. This is a, the central truth this morning. We are in 10 reasons why every believer should speak in tongues. Yielding the, the tongue... Of, to the Holy Spirit to speak with other tongues is a giant step towards fully yielding all of our members to God. That's powerful when you think of that. Too few Christians today realize the potential power that is available to them through the Holy Spirit. In this lesson, we will look at five more reasons why every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. You know, I got an opportunity the other day to um, speak to a friend that was very instrumental in leading me to the Lord. And they had kind of gotten off into a um, regular den uh, denominational church and kind of quit praying in tongues. And many things have happened, physical things to their family. And I just was, praise God, able to share with her how important, the importance of praying in tongues. And it was, it was really exciting to share that with her because she was instrumental with leading me to the Lord, getting me to church to get saved. So... Praise the Lord. And I was sharing with her, you know, you will get, receive a reward for everything that we are doing. And she will. Okay. Too few Christians today realize the potential power that is available to them through the Holy Spirit. In this lesson, we will look at five more reasons why every believer should be filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. Praying in tongues keeps us from the worldly contamination. Now, that's reason six. But I want to turn to Jude, okay, if we could. You know, 
I've been a Christian for, let's see, since 1971 on November 7th at 12.03. And um, this is the worst I've ever seen the world. It's unbelievable. Pers quite frankly, I thought we would be out of here before this. All right, Jude, you ready? We're going to read the whole chapter. Jude, a servant of Jesus, the Messiah, and brother of James, writes this letter to those who are called chosen, dearly loved by God the Father, and separate, set apart, and kept for Jesus Christ. May mercy, soul, peace, and love be multiplied to you, multiplied to you, our common salvation. But I found it necessary and was impelled to write you and, and urgently appeal to, exhort you to contend for the faith. Say that with me, to contend for the faith. If I could tell you one thing this morning that's important is to contend for the faith. This is the, what I'm going to read you right now is like living today, what we're living in today. Amen? Okay. <clears throat> Contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is the sum of Christian belief, which was delivered verbally to the holy people of God. For certain men have crept in stealthily, gaining entrance secretly by a side door, their doom was predicted long ago, ungodly, impious, profane persons who pervert the grace, the spiritual blessings and favor of our God into lawlessness and wantonness and immorality and disown and deny our soul master and Lord Jesus Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. Now I want to remind you, though you were fully informed once for all, and though the Lord, and though the Lord at one time delivered a people out of the land of Egypt, He subsequently destroyed those of them who did not believe, who refused to adhere to, trust in, and rely upon Him, and angels who did not keep, care for, guard and hold to their own first place of powerful, but, of, but abandon their proper dwelling place. These he has reserved in custody in eternal chains, bound, bonds, I'm sorry, under the thick gloom and utter darkness until the judgment and doom of the great day. The wicked are sentenced to suffer just as Sodom and Gomorrah, and the adjacent towns, which likewise gave themselves over to impurity and indulged in unnatural vice and sensual perversity, are laid out in plain sight as an exhibit of perpetual punishment to warn of everlasting fire. Now, is this in the New Testament or the Old? in the new 
Nevertheless, in like manner, these dreamers also corrupt the body, scorn and reject authority and government. Sound like today? <clears throat> Excuse me. Scorn and reject authority and government and revile and libel and scoff at heavenly glories and glorious ones. But when even the archangel Michael, contending with the devil, judicially argued, disputed about the body of Moses, he dared not presume to bring an abusive condemnation against him, but simply said, The Lord rebuke you. But these men revile, scoff, and sneer at anything they do not happen to be acquainted with and do not understand, and whatever they do understand physically, that which they know by mere instinct, like irrational beasts, by these they corrupt themselves and are destroyed, perish. Woe to them, for they have run riotously in the way of Cain and have abandoned themselves for the sake of gain, it offers them following the heir of Balaam, and have perished in rebellion like that of Korah. These are hidden reefs, elements of danger in your feast, where they boldly feast sumptuously, carousing together in your midst, wherewith scruples providing for themselves alone, these clouds without water swept along by the winds, trees without fruit, at the late autumn gathering time, twice doubly dead, lifeless and plucked up by the roots. Wild waves of the sea flinging up the foam of their own shame and disgrace. Wandering stars for whom glory, for whom gloom of eternal darkness has been reserved forever. It was of these people, moreover, that Enoch in the seventh generation from Adam prophesied when he said, Behold, the Lord comes with his myrads of holy ones, ten, ten thousands of his saints, to execute judgment upon the, and to convict all the impious unholy ones of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in such an ungodly way, and of all the severe, abusive, jarring things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are inveterate murmurers, grumblers, who complain of their lot in life, going after their own desires, controlled by their passions, who talk is boastful and arrogant and claim to admire men's persons and pay people flattering compliments and gain advantage. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions which were made by the apostles, the special messengers of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. They told you beforehand in the last days, in the time, in the end time, that they will be, there will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires following after their own ungodly passions, 
It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions, merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of, holy, of the Holy Spirit, and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, ride like an, an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Guard and keep yourself in the Lord. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto life eternal. And refute so as to convict some who dispute with you, and on some have mercy who waver in doubt. Strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire, on taking and others take pity, but with fear loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and present you unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of his glory in triumph, joy, and exaltation with unspeakable, ecstatic delight. To the one only God and Savior through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, splendor, majesty, might, dominion, and power and authority before all time and now and forever unto all the ages of eternity. Amen. So be it. Church, we are in the last days. Trust me. And we have got to stay as close to God as we can and to one another. Because when a lion is out there looking for a lamb, he's looking for the one that's straying away. So praying in tongues keeps us free from worldly contamination. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 14, 28. I thank God for pastor <clears throat> who never really went out there and got into the world. He kept himself pure. He read the Bible as a child and, and read it and kept himself pure. I thank God because he does not, he never, very little did he allow himself to be affected by the world. And so for some of these things, when people have kept themselves pure, it's hard for them to understand. I'm not saying him because he does understand. But it's hard to understand what others are going through. You know, for those that have yielded themselves to the world in our past, the enemy will continually try to get you back to the place where you once were. That's why Paul said... I ref one thing I do, I refuse to look back, but I press on to the mark of high calling. I press on 
No matter what comes at me, I press on to the mark of high calling. Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 28. But if there be no interpreter, let him keep silence in the church and let him speak to himself to God. The sixth reason every Christian should speak in tongues is because it is one way of keeping us free from contamination from ungodly, profane, and vulgar talk around us on the job or out in public. Notice the scripture above that we can speak with tongues to ourselves is different in a church service. Paul said regarding a church service, if any man, and this is not during prayer, okay? This is speaking in tongues in an interpretation, okay? If any man speak in an unknown tongue, let it be by two or three, most by three, and that by course, and let one interpret. But if there be no interpretation, let him keep silence in the church, and let him speak to himself and to God. 1 Corinthians 14, 27, 28. If we do this in church, we can do it on the job. It won't disturb anyone. In a barber shop, for instance, if a man tells <clears throat> a dirty joke, we can just sit there and speak to ourselves and to God in tongues. How many have ever done that? How many, you know, to be real honest with you, I don't even get it anymore when someone tells something. I mean, I, it's just like, what are they saying? Because I've so learned to guard myself from the pollution of the world and from the things that people say by praying in tongues. Riding in a car, bus, or airplane, we can speak to ourselves and to God on the job, we can speak to ourselves and to God. Talking in tongues to yourself and to God is a means of keeping you free from contamination. How many have done that? Mike and I and Laurel. I think we all have. If you haven't, you need to start. Reason number seven, praying in tongues enables us to pray for the unknown. I can guarantee you, when I'm back there praying in tongues, when we're in the service, I have no, unless the Lord shows me, like this morning when we, when we walked in, Pastor and I were a little late, there were some things that need to be dealt with. When, when we got here, I sat down back there, and after a while, I just started to weep. Laurel was, I, I want you to know, I want to share this with you. When you're up here leading prayer, sometimes you feel like nothing. I've been there, done that. Terry can agree with us right here. You feel like it's bouncing off right this wall that's right here in front of you but it isn't I started to just weep back there and then I heard what you were praying and you were praying for people that were hurting and going through things I think it was around the time 
the children that you were praying for, that they're natural parent, and some other things. There is an anointing when you're praying in tongues in here, even though there might be a few of you, God is here with you, praying with you. I want you to know that. It was so powerful. And um, many times you don't feel it. When you're up here praying, you feel like it's bouncing off a wall somewhere. But when any two agree is touching anything in prayer, it shall be done of our Father who art in heaven. And we're when we're praying in tongues, it's the Father, the Holy Spirit, the deity praying through us. So these prayers are precious to him when one is praying out loud and the rest of us are praying in the Holy Ghost. It's when, when she says she's leading prayer and we're praying in the Holy Ghost, she's praying something and God is using us to pray in tongues what needs to be done in the situation that she's praying for in English. Do you all understand? And sometimes you can even feel in your spirit realm what's going on. Sometimes God will show you. So don't ever feel like you're just there praying. We've all felt like it, but that's not what's going on. God is moving mountains when we're praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay. Praying in tongues enables us to pray for the unknown. The seventh reason every believer should speak in tongues is because it provides a way to pray about things no one thinks to pray about or, or is even aware of. I'm going to say it again. The seventh reason every believer should pray in tongues is because it provides a way to pray about things no one thinks to pray about or is even aware of. So when you're praying in tongues, you're not even aware of what you're praying. Just pray. When God urges you to go in another room and pray in tongues, put down what you're doing. If you're cooking, turn it off. I've done that before. And go pray. You know, many times... I remember a seminar that a friend and I went to, and it was so powerful. Things were taking place. Um, two people came up and shared, when, and I've shared this before, when I, but I want to share it again. Two people came up and shared how the, when God had taken them to heaven. One young, young man, I don't know why his parents let him do this, set up a, um, a TV above the bathtub so he could watch Fred Price and take a bath. Now, now, you don't put mixed electricity 
with a bathtub. It's like throwing a someone throwing a hair dryer while you're in it. Anyway, he was there. The parents were pastors. They had company. The the TV fell into the bathtub and he was dead. And they dragged him out of the bathtub. They started praying. Someone called 911. They started praying in tongues for him. I don't know how long they prayed. Do you remember? Long time in tongues for him. Well, that day he got up and shared. <clears throat> he hadn't, they said he would be a total vegetable if he lived. No brain waves, nothing. Um, he got up and shared. He was still in a wheelchair at that time. They said he, he would never be able to go to school or whatever. He graduated with honors from I can't UCLA or USC or one, one of the major universities. But he got up and shared during that time. And I think he was only, I can't remember, 12 or something. He shared about his visit to heaven. And it was really powerful. During the time when they were praying him to come back to life, he was up in heaven spending time with Jesus and, and looking at all the things in heaven, the beauty of heaven. The beauty that when he <clears throat> talked about when you, I believe it was him, when you stepped on grass, nothing dies up there. The, the, the flowers live forever. The grass lives forever. When you step on the grass, it bounces back up. It doesn't crush. All these things. Well, he was the first one. Now, during that, during that service that we were in, it was the three-day thing, there was a group, a Catholic group, Hispanic Catholic group, down below. They had the bottom floor, and they probably had as many people as we had. When we went to lunch, you know, when you go to lunch at these things, usually you go out and there's places out in the foyer where you go out and you buy food. We did that. <clears throat> the gal that I'd gone with, we both knew these people are not saved. They do not know Jesus. So we went up to this service and the first person came up and shared about heaven. The second person was Robert Slairdon. Now you're hearing some of Pastor played one, played one of his tapes, and he shared about his visit to heaven. He, when he was, I think he was seven, and God took him to heaven. He lived with his grandmother or his mother. I don't remember. He went to heaven. Jesus appeared to him. He said, "When you sat down." The furniture made you comfortable. You know how when you sit down on a couch or whatever, you try to make yourself comfortable? Well, the furniture made you comfortable. Jesus took him into a room where he could watch every person in the Old Testament that had been in there. I mean, it, you just sat there, and as you listened to all this, you knew this is true because of the Scripture, what the Scripture says. Anyway... When they got done, a woman named Sandy Brown got up and she began to share and she said, 
We all need to pray in the Holy Ghost now. There, there are people downstairs. They do not know the Lord. We need to pray for them now. So I got on my knees on the front of the chair. I think the gal that was with me got on hers. The whole, we were all praying in tongues. All of a sudden you heard this, sounded like a, a herd of horses or something, coming up the stairs. And they literally came up the stairs and fell on their faces, crying out to God in Spanish. There were so many of them, they filled, you know, we were filling up the place. They filled up the altars. And some, they got an interpreter and they said, what is going on? And they said, all of a sudden, God spoke to all of us and told us to get upstairs that we would find Jesus there. And they did. Someone was able to interpret and they found the Lord. Well, here we were praying in tongues. I'm sure each one of us for different people that were down there. It was magnificent. I can't even begin to tell you what it was like. Just joy unspeakable and full of glory. So when you're praying in tongues, you don't know what you're praying, but I can imagine those priests, when every one of them got up and left that meeting and ran upstairs, I mean, they were running as fast as they could to get upstairs so they could find God. I can just imagine what it must have been like downstairs. Amen. We already know that the Holy Spirit helps us to pray for what we know, not how to pray as we ought. In addition, the Holy Spirit, who knows everything, can pray through us for things about which our natural mind knows nothing. This is why it's so important that we pray. I'm going to share a story. I remember one time I was counseling a, counseling a person, and um, in the middle of the night, the Lord got, woke me up and told me, this is where this person is. If you do not go and get them, they're going to die. And I thought, Boy, this is going to be a good one to tell pastor. So I woke him up, and I told him, I said, I have to go here. And he knows if I tell him something like this, I'm not kidding. He knows me well enough, I'm not kidding. So I got out and got in the car. He didn't offer to come. <laughs> I got out and got in the car, and I was... God led me to a place in Santa Maria that I had never known was there. It was somewhere, I probably couldn't find it now. It was some apartments way deep behind the old um, Lucky store on Alvin. And as I drove around and drove in there, God just showed me exactly where to go. The gal was up in the window looking out crying and she came down and she she was totally backslidden and she came down and she said I was about I know that that my life was about ready to be over and and she got in the car and came home with me was able to pray for her through the night 
that man that she was with, you know, that back way to Lompoc, the, the, what is it? You know, John. Right. The guy a month later on his motorcycle was on that back road and was killed. The guy she was living with, she would have been dead. God saved her, protected her from that. This is why when we're praying, because I used to get up in the middle of the night and I had a place where I would go in and lay my blanket down on the floor and just pray in tongues. This is why it's so important for us to pray in tongues continually and let God use us. I'm not trying to lift myself up. I'm trying to share with you how God will use you. And it doesn't matter if nobody else offers to go with you. Just go. I'll share another situation that took place. We were called to come pray for someone that was having seizures, and I took someone with me. And when we were in, we were in the house, the Lord told me, this is so many years ago, nobody knows who I'm talking about. You won't. But I want to share with you. I was praying. We, I said, I want you to pray in tongues when we go in here. And I was praying, and the Lord told me, go look at his CDs his, or his tapes. Then it was cassette tapes. I'm sorry. I said, okay. So we went in and started pulling cassette tapes and got the mother's permission. She'd asked me to come. He had put all this ungodly worldly music on these cassette tapes. These Christian cassette tapes. He had he had blanked them out and put all this other stuff on. And this what was what was causing his seizures. Another time, Pastor and I were called out to go pray for this young man that had never had seizures in his life. We got there. I said, let's pray. We got there. I said, he's into Dungeons and Dragons and, and into the occult. Pastor said, okay. We went in there. The grandmother was there. I asked her, is he into Dungeons and Dragons? Because he'd never had seizures before. The grandmother said yes. And so she said, go ahead in his bedroom. He had everything there was you could believe. I said, does he playing his music backwards? Remember when they used to have the, the stuff on the music backwards? She said, yes, he is. I said, well, that's his problem. He has opened the door up to the devil in this area, and he needs deliverance. All that came from praying in tongues. I could not have guessed that, trust me. Trust me. So, let's move on. It's not me. I want you to know that I just want to tell you what God will do if you will open yourself up to praying in the Holy Ghost. Because in this hour, in this time that we're in, we need it more than ever. Amen. And you don't quit. <laughs> okay, let's go. What were we? This all right. Reason number eight. How many how many would how honestly, you don't need to raise your hand. How many want to be used like that? 
where God can use you to go forth and set the captives free. All he's looking for are vessels that want to go out and do God's work. It's all he's, there's not a special person or whatever. He is just looking for those that will go forth. You know, start thinking in your job or whatever. I could sit here and think about um, someone's job that's sitting in the back right now. The sky is the limit. There is no limitation to what God can do and who he can set free. Nothing's impossible with God. The things impossible with man are possible with God. We just have to be vessels. Okay? All right, number eight. Praying in tongues gives spiritual refreshing. Boy, is that the truth. Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. How many of you need a refreshing? You know, we go on vacations and you feel so refreshed and you come home to the same old, same old. <laughs> Amen? What did I say, Isaiah? What? 28. Well, there is a refreshing that Jesus said, if you drink of me, you will thirst no more. I'm telling you, church, the needs that people have right now are things like I've never heard before, some of them. Thank God he has given us his word. He's given us his spirit. He has given us everything that we need to go forth and set the captives free and for us to walk the perfect walk in Christ Jesus. That is so powerful when you think it. Think about it. There is nothing, nothing that we can't do in him. Matter of fact, he said, greater things than me shall you do because I go to the Father. And he's up there saying, God, I can just see it. When are they going to start doing this? pastor sings a song. He could probably sing it because I hear him sing it in the shower all the time. I hear all the love songs and the Christian songs. Do you still feel the pain? How does it go? Do you still? Sing it, please. Want me to pour water on you? Every time I fail, do you feel the it's, it's a powerful song. We've all heard him sing it. I wish you'd get up and sing here more. Okay, Isaiah 28, 11, and 12. Are you ready? For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing 
yet they would not hear. Wow. They would not hear. That's amazing, isn't it? This is the rest. For with stammering lips and another tongue, we will speak to this people to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. What is this rest? The refreshing that the above scripture refers to, speaking in other tongues. Sometimes the doctor recommends people to rest cure. But I know the best one in the world. Often when you take a vacation, you have to come home, like I said, and rest before going back to work. But it isn't, isn't it wonderful that we can take this rest cure every day? This is the rest. This is the refreshing. We need this spiritual refreshing in these days of turmoil, perplexity, and anxiety. You know, you can just lay back and just pray in tongues. You know, when when pastor's asleep over there and the puppies are asleep, I just, and many times in the living room, I just kick back and just pray in tongues. Just close my eyes and just pray in tongues. You know, I'm probably praying for a lot of you when you're going through things. Sometimes I'll text someone and say, I'm praying for you. And they'll call me and say, well, I was going through something at that time. We need to learn how to just kick back and relax. If you can't relax, I'm going to tell you the best way to learn how to relax is to pray in tongues. If you, you know, I used to be a real hyper person that could not stop doing things. I was constantly doing this, going, 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 like boing, boing, boing. How did I get out of that? Praying in tongues. The word and praying in tongues. I mean, I didn't become a lazy slob, but I learned how to rest. Some people really learn how to, need to learn this immediately. Reason nine, tongues for giving thanks. In 1 Corinthians 14, 15, through 17, if you'll turn there. If you want to get the JWs off your porch, start praying in tongues. Okay, what is it then? I will pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Else when thou shalt bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at the giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what thou sayest? For thou verily giveth thanks well, 
but the other is not edified. When Paul said, he that occupieth the room of the unlearned, in verse 16, he was referring to those who, were, who are unlearned in spiritual things. If you invite me to a dinner and said, please give thanks, and if I prayed in tongues, you wouldn't know what I said. You wouldn't be edified. Therefore, Paul said it would be much better to pray with the understanding in such cases. If you do pray in tongues, you should interpret. It is so the unlearned will notice, know what was said. Notice Paul is saying that praying in tongues provides the most perfect way to pray and give thanks. Because he said, Thou verily givest thanks well. But in the presence of people who are unlearned, Paul said to pray with an understanding also so that they can be edified and that they will understand what you say. Does anybody have that in the Amplified that they could read loud? I could probably go there. Anybody want to yell it out? Or you want me to? First Corinthians. Hang on. Yeah. No, 15 through 17. First Corinthians 14, 15 through 17. I can do it. Unless you want to, handsome. What is it then? Pray with the Spirit, and I will pray with understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with understanding also. Else, when thou hast blessed with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say, Amen? Giving of thanks, seeing he understands not what thou sayest. For thou verily uh, givest thanks well but the other is not edifying I will I thank my God that I speak with tongues more than you all are you in the amplified no, okay I was going to do the amplified okay I'll go ahead and do it <laughs> okay that then what I and what am I to do I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. Otherwise, if you bless and render thanks with your spirit, thoroughly aroused by the Holy Spirit, how can anyone in the position of an outsider or he who is not gifted with interpreting of unknown tongues say 
amen to your thanksgiving since he does not know what you are saying. To be sure, you may give thanks well nobly, but the bystander is not edified if he does him no good. I thank God that I speak in tongues, languages, more than any of you or all of you put together. So Paul had, here's Paul saying, I pray in tongues more than all of you or all of you put together. Even all of you put together. So this man must have prayed in tongues all the time. Well, let's think of some things that Paul did. Give me a few. Anybody? Well, he read, he wrote most of the New Testament. Okay. What else? <laughs> yeah. That's right. What about when he was in jail? They were singing songs. I can almost guarantee you they were singing songs in the spirit. Whenever I lead someone into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, after they pray in tongues, I have them sing in the spirit. You know, Terry, we shared, you weren't here the week I shared about. There are certain people that have special gifts or special anointings in this area of... They can just pray for a person and they speak in tongues like right here. And I shared that you were one of them. Um, so usually if I have someone that wants to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, I will call her up because I know it's going to happen right away. Does that make me less or no? I have other gifts. I know they're going to get baptized in the Holy Spirit. But there's just a a way of praying that she has like some people can pray for backs and their backs are going to get healed special giftings to 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 different people god hands out different giftings pastor and i have completely opposite giftings you know i mean in some we walk in the same but you guys have pastors that have different giftings which is i think a good thing Praise God. Okay. Let's go for it. All right. When Paul said, he that occupied the room is unlearned. Well, we went through that. Okay. Reason number 10. You ready? Speaking in tongues brings the tongue under subjection. How many know your tongue needs to be brought under subjection? Any of you? We know life and death are in the power of the tongue. By your tongue you are justified, and by your tongue you are condemned. Anybody else have any of them? Tongue scriptures. Come on, wake up or I'm turning on all the fans. Yeah, what else? Shall we go to James about the tongue that can't be tamed? 
There's one way the tongue can be tamed, and that's praying in tongues. So, here we go. James 3.8. But the tongue can no man tame. Man, that's, that's pretty pitiful, that this little member of our body, no man can tame it. You ever think about that? I mean, that's not the biggest area of your body. It's not even really pretty. How many have ever looked at a cow's tongue? <laughs> One time we were at a, um, a dinner, and um, it was at a Christian school Matt was going to, and someone brought a tongue and um but they left the nubs nubby things on it you know what i'm talking about and um i never eaten tongue in my life i'd never seen one i think the one outside of that one was one someone used to like to bring and chase people with but anyway um pastor told me you need to eat some and I said I can't I just can't maybe if the nubby things hadn't been on it because years ago I dared my best friend I didn't know what would happen to lick the bottom of an ice cube tray and the nubby things came off so it was horrible it was awful I felt felt horrible so that's some people are laughing I didn't feel too good about it Okay, let's look at it. James 3, 8. You ready? Okay. Well, I think we should. Um, let's go. Just start with one in the Amplified. Not many of you should become teachers, self-constituted censors and reprovers of others, my brethren, for you know that we teachers... Listen to this, you that are teachers will be judged by a higher standard and with greater severity than other people. Thus, we assume the greater accountability and more condemnation. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong thing, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. That is powerful. This is something that we need to strive for. I will read it one more time. For we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he is a fully developed character and a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. If we set bits in horses' mouths and make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Likewise, look at the ships, though, 
they are so great and are driven by rough and wind, by rough winds they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the impulse of the helmsman determines even so the tongue is a little member and it can boast of great things see how much wood or how much a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze here we go and the tongue is a fire the tongue is a world of wicked or iniquity wickedness set among our members contaminating and depriving depraving the whole body and setting on fire the wheel of birth the cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell Kihana, that's pretty bad. Our tongue can be ignited by hell. Slap your face or slap it until it, knock it off, amen? What were the scriptures I said we were gonna do here? James 3, 8. But the human tongue can be tamed by no man. It is a restless, undisciplined, irreconcilable evil full of dead, deadly poison. With it we bless the Lord the Father and with it we curse men who were made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come forth blessings and cursings. These things, my brethren, ought not to be so. That's heavy. That is our homework for this week. Tame it. Start working on the thing. You know, Watchman Nee writes really deep books. I will tell you, a pastor loves to read his stuff. The tongue, yielding your tongue to the Holy Spirit to speak with other tongues is a great step towards fully yielding all your members to God. Because if you can yield this most unruly member, you can yield any member. In conclusion, I want to point out that while these 10 reasons have dealt primarily with tongues in the individual believer's private life, it is also true that there is a public side of tongues. First, when people receive the Holy Spirit, Publicly, they speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives them utterance. Second, the church is edified by speaking with other tongues in public assembly with interpretation. Paul plainly stated that to prophesy is, is to speak unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Remember that. Prophecy is to speak Unto men, edification, exhortation, and comfort. That's in 1 Corinthians 4.3. But he said, Greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret. Now, the, he's not talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit here. He's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. This is where many people get mixed up. Okay? To illustrate... It takes two nickels to make a dime. However, two nickels are not the same as a 10-cent piece. 
Paul is saying that the, to prophesy is like the dime, the 10 cent piece. Naturally, it would be better to have a dime than to have one nickel speaking with tongues. But if interpretation goes along with tongues, then there are two together are the equivalent of prophesy, prophecy. Prophesying is speaking unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Prophesying is not preaching. However, sometimes there is an element of prophecy in preaching. Okay. Now I'm going to go to Mark 16, 17, and then pastor's going to do communion. Jesus said, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they can be private or public. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover, and they shall speak with new tongues. Verse 17. When a congregation ceases praying in tongues, we lose so much of the anointing that God has for us in our services. That's why, it's, that's why we have prayer before we have service. That's why one person is praying in English and the rest of us are praying in tongues. We need to know how to use what we have to the greatest advantage. God has given us the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of other tongues. Thank God. The memory text this week is, And these signs shall follow them that believe, they shall speak with new tongues, Mark 16, 17. And I praise God, I have finished my teaching on tongues. Pastor will be teaching next week. And if you want to come up here, please, and get the communion ready. Thank you. For what? For the CD, can't you run it back to the one that we used at the very beginning and find Beauty for Ashes? We'll be doing two songs on that. So the first one will be Beauty for Ashes. Um, and, hmm? Yeah. So, uh, and Paul, writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, beginning in verse 23, he says, For I have received the Lord that which I also deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. 
After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament, in my blood do this. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> We're all set now. Uh, after verse 25 goes on and says, After this same manner, he also took the cup, and we had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament. In my blood, this do as ye oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. So while you're coming up, uh, listen to, the, to this song. Uh, Beauty for Ashes, because this is exactly what has taken place. Uh, we're receiving this communion table. He's giving us beauty for a wrecked life of ashes. So uh, if I can help my two able assistants. Okay, when, when, when I do anoint you with oil, I... I Pray God's blessings upon you that uh, you walk in your authority, that you be blessed. Okay, start start the music and get ready. We'll do the second song. I'm going to blow your mind on this one. This is my prayer. This is what you need to do, each and every one of us. Don't put boundaries on your life anymore. It's open. What you put your hand to shall prosper. Can we have that? Uh, this is my prayer. Yep, yeah, right now. You ha have in your hands the bread and the cup. This is the promise. You've just heard it. You have no more limits. There's no more boundaries. You can stretch forth. The blessings are upon you. Just acknowledge it. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, that through the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, blessings overtake us. We now take, partake of the bread. Thank you, Lord. As we receive this cup, this is what sets us free above all anything else. It washes away the sin and gives us the blessing of being adopted into God's family where there is no limits. So, Father, we thank you for this cup in Jesus' name. Praise you, Lord. Well, 
Don't forget to pray in tongues. And if anybody wants to be rejuvenated in that, or has never just come forward, and uh, you will receive. So let's all stand at this point. Father God, we love you. We are so humbled, Father God. That you accept us for who we were and paid a price that we might become your children. We so thank you for it. Now, as we go our separate ways, we thank you, Lord, that this week, Father God, is going to be a week of blessings, Father God. I thank you, Lord, that we can extend that blessing, Father God, to those that we come in contact with. And Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Father God, that we might be able to share the good news of the gospel. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.